how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, friends? Welcome back to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. It's your host, Jeff Clark, and it's the first podcast of February. We're doing this Tuesday. There's a seven-game card in the NBA tonight. I have two best bets, was 3-1 and one to end January and to start this week yesterday. I hit with the under in the Pelicans-Cavs game, missed with the Grizzlies laying points um, versus the 76ers. I got the Toronto Raptors at the Atlanta Hawks, and then I um, won with the Boston Celtics laying points uh, versus the Miami Heat. So, nice start, or nice end of the month. Hopefully, we can keep the uh, profits rolling in. Handicapping basketball, it's tough. It gets uh, very swingy. So, you just got to keep fighting, uh, keep pushing along, and and, and hopefully um, the work will equal some some more money in our bankroll, right? Uh, first, let me shout out the sponsor of this podcast. Like always, um, our odds are provided by our friends at Typico Sportsbook. They're a global sports betting leader, and they're now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. You can get your bonus today, usatodaybet.com slash usatodaybet.com. The ter- terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older, so please see their website for details. Also, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. Okay, so again, there's a seven-game um, card in the NBA tonight. It's February 1st. I went 3-1 and one Monday, hit under 210.5 in the Pelicans-Cavaliers game. I think that closed at 208.5 um, after it was announced leading scorer for the Cavaliers, Darius Garland, wasn't going to play, and also New Orleans leading scorer, Brandon Ingram, Missed yesterday's Pelicans Cavaliers game, um, so we got ahead of the closing line, and it was a rocking chair cover. The first half ended with the Pelicans, I believe, leading thirty nine thirty eight. Either way, that was the first half total score. So there was really never a sweat in that game. I really didn't even put it on after the first, or I changed it after the first quarter, and just uh, pretty much mentally cashed that bet before the game ended. Grizzlies uh, minus three and a half visiting the Philadelphia 76ers was our lone loser yesterday. I talked about how I got ahead of the, the, the line and got Grizzlies plus three, which actually ended up chopping in the end um, before news of Joel Embiid's um, absence to, for yesterday's Memphis-Philly game. Didn't matter. Philly won outright um, 124 to 121, I believe, was the final score at home. It was a three-point margin, I know, because I chopped. And I gave out the Grizzlies minus three and a half because that was a number that I would still bet had I not got the other number. You know, I uh, I actually um, put the money up for all the, all the bets that I vouched for. And I've taken um, games off my bet slip, my bet slipping bet slip. Um, that have moved too much if I don't like the, 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 the line movement or the new line. So I like the Grizzlies minus 3.5 against the uh, 76ers, but I was wrong, and I'll hold that L. Um, the Grizzlies just shot terrible from the field. They missed nine free throws, a couple of, uh, including a couple of key ones down the stretch. They were 6 of 30 from behind the arc, and Bain hit 5 of 9 threes, but all the other Grizzlies... 
Um, shot a combined one from 21 from three. So that was the difference in the game. Sixers won outright. That's a loser. Um, the other winners that we had, though, were Toronto plus one and a half, um, beating the Atlanta Hawks 106 to 100. They took control in the third quarter, outscoring the Hawks by 17 points, 32 15. Um, we got ahead of the closing line in this, in this one as well. Um, we bet Toronto at plus one and a half before it was officially announced Trey Young would miss yesterday's game. And ended up closing. I think Raptors is a slight favorite. Um, either way, they beat the closing number and beat the Hawks 106-100. So that was a winner. And then we also won with the Boston Celtics, laying four and a half points, which is the number we got um, over the uh, against the Miami Heat. They ended up just slaughtering the Miami Heat 122-92 in, in a snoozer. Um, that was another one we got great closing line value on and moved ahead of um, the news that Jimmy Butler would be missing that game. Uh, I mentioned it in yesterday's handicap that Jimmy Butler could be missing um, yesterday's Boston-Miami game, and uh, we ended up getting good injury luck on that one. I think it closed that Celtics favored close to a touchdown, maybe even more so. I don't, I'm not sure, but I know it moved a few points either way. Uh, Boston won by 30, so that was a no-doubter. Final game, or excuse me, um, looking ahead to Tuesday, or now that we're at Tuesday, I have two best bets. My two best bets are I'm going uh, back to the well with the Raptors, minus 3.5 as they're hosting the Miami Heat. And I'm also taking the Timberwolves, who are minus, according to Tipico, minus 4.5 right now. Um, first off, we'll talk about the Miami Heat, Toronto Raptors. The Heat are 32-19, and 19, Toronto Raptors 25-23. Um, and 23. Both teams are playing pretty well right now. In fact, looking at cleaningtheglass.com, Miami is actually 4-3 and three over the last two weeks with the 10th best um, non-garbage time net rating, whereas, um, whereas Toronto over the last couple weeks is 4-3 and three with the 9th best adjusted net rating so they're neck and neck and net rating toronto is covering the spread by an average of or by um they have a plus 0.9 spread differential whereas miami is plus or minus 2.7 spread differential over the last two weeks so toronto's playing slightly better it's close um they both played last night actually miami um, of course, got smoked by Boston. We won on that one, and then we won with the Toronto um, beating Atlanta. Um, both are one and one straight up and against the spread against each other this season. Um, but Toronto beat Miami 124-120 in triple overtime Saturday, which was a game that uh, we were on. We took the over in that game and got pretty lucky because of the overtime. Um, but Butler played that game, and... Uh, um, Jimmy Butler for the Heat played that game, but Toronto was missing point guard, leading scorer, Fred Van Vliet, who should be back or was back yesterday against Atlanta. And um, Jimmy Butler's injury status or or game status is still up in the air. Um, Currently, he's listed as questionable. Um, Kyle Lowry is listed as doubtful, and P.J. Tucker is listed as questionable. So... Hopefully we can get some good injury luck on our behalf um, and all three of those players miss and the Raptors minus three and a half goes to Raptors minus four and a half, five and a half. That's what I'm ideally hoping for. But either way, Toronto has a massive edge in ball security. 
Um, we talked about this the other day, but Miami is 27th in offensive turnover rate. Toronto's first in defensive turnover rate, and, and, and they killed Miami in this area the other night. Saturday, Toronto committed seven fewer f- turnovers in Miami, 23-16, to 16, um, again in favor of the Raptors, and they scored seven more points off of those turnovers. Um, and it ended up being the difference in the game. If Jimmy Butler is sidelined and Kyle Lowry is still sidelined, then um, the return of Fred Van Vliet should just bolster Toronto's edge in this um, ball security uh, matchup. So I like Toronto because they should get more possessions, uh, force turnovers, and, um, yeah, have more looks at the cup because they have the ball more times. So let's go with uh, – or, or um, Toronto minus three is looking good because of that massive edge in the ball security. Also, they play better on short rest. They're five and three straight up with a um, um, 3.1 margin of victory in the second of a back-to-back, and they're actually an NBA best six and two against the spread. They're plus 7.3 ATS differential in the second of a back-to-back. Uh, Miami is um, two and six straight up. Um, on the second of a back-to-back with a minus 2.3 margin of victory. I think they're 4-4 four and four against the spread. But um, the, the the main, I guess, crux of this handicap or the foundation of this handicap, which I brought up earlier, was just Toronto being much healthier. Miami could be without Butler again, Lowry, and Tucker. Um, and Toronto stacked that wing, which would uh, it would be an issue for Miami if they're missing Butler and Tucker since Toronto's got Pascal Siakam, OG, and Anobi, and um, rookie Scotty Barnes all at the wing. So they're stacked at that position. Plus Toronto scores 14.8 more points per hundred possessions with Fred Van Vliet on the floor. He's in the 97th percentile of point guards and adjusted on off net rating, according to cleaning the And as we said, Toronto beat Miami 124-120 in Miami without Fred Van Vliet and Jimmy Butler was sensational. In that game, he was he had 37 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists, um, at triple double, obviously, and just balled out. So, I like the uh, the Raptors minus three and a half coming back home. I'm I'm getting the vibe that, um, based on some uh, line movement, that that the uh, the Heat could be without could be without Jimmy Butler right now, but we'll see. Hopefully, we get some good luck. Either way, the Raptors can cover this number and beat the Heat um, by four points or more, even if Jimmy Butler plays. So let's take the Raptors minus three and a half. Final game, I'm going with the Timberwolves minus four and a half as they host the Denver Nuggets. Um, Denver pummeled uh, Milwaukee 136 to 100 Sunday for its fifth straight win. Um, They were six point, six and a half point underdogs going into that game. Uh, Minnesota is two-point favorites. Just smacked Utah 126-106 Sunday. They're 5-3 and three straight up in their last eight games. Uh, the road team has won and covered the first two of this Denver-Minnesota uh, regular season series. Minnesota beat Denver in their last meeting December 15th. They beat them 124-107 to as uh, four-point underdogs. But we're looking at the Timberwolves minus four-and-a-half um, today. Um, Denver is actually one of the best teams in the league over the past, um, seven or so games past really in January, they actually led the NBA in effective field goal shooting and rebounding rate in January. But if I'm reading the tea leaves, I think that a lot of line movement has happened because 
of Nikola Jokic randomly landing on the injury report this morning. So that's that's the the foundation of my handicap. In fact, I I started writing this for sportsbookwire.com, the presenting website, and I uh all signs to me pointed to Denver, but then when I saw Jokic was listed as questionable, I took a a, a revisit or a relook at this game. Notice that Denver actually plays tomorrow, Wednesday, on primetime against the Utah Jazz. So I'm assuming that the Denver Nuggets are going to rest Jokic tonight and then have him ready to go against the Utah Jazz tomorrow in primetime. So I'm gambling a bit on that and taking the T-Wolves a minus 4.5 now. If Jokic misses, it should get up to T-Wolves minus 6 or maybe even greater. Um, but if he plays, it'll probably go down to T-Wolves minus two, uh, maybe even lower. Um, either way, I do think the T-Wolves could cover four and a half here if Jokic is playing. Not happy about that number either. I'm not happy about that number, but uh, Denver did open as a three-point underdog. That number has increased due to the news of Jokic uh, listed as questionable on the injury report. He's got the best on-off net rating in the NBA. Jokic is probably playing better this season than in his MVP season last year. But um, we're hoping for bad injury luck for Denver and good injury luck for Minnesota. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, the Timberwolves starting point guard, has been sidelined with an injury for the past couple of games. Uh, Minnesota actually plays a lot better with him on the floor. They are scoring 12.6 more points per 100 possession wins possessions when Russell is on the floor, according to cleaningtheglass.com. Um, and Russell grades in the 94th percentile of point guards and adjusted on-off net rating. So if he plays, um, I, 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 um, I, I like this number even more so. And obviously, if, if Jokic plays, I love Timberwolves minus 4.5. So either way, Minnesota has um, edges in ball security. And they'd obviously have a, a big edge on the rebounding or on the glass if Jokic misses. Denver is 21st in offensive turnover rate. Monty Morris is the starting point guard since Jamal Murray is still out with an knee injury. Um, he's more of a backup, and he's actually doing a pretty good job for them, but still Denver um, gets kind of careless with the rock, whereas Minnesota applies a ton of on-ball pressure. Um, Jared Vanderbilt is just a hound out there, and really one of the better defensive players in the league. Um, if you're into that sort of thing or nerd on basketball like I do, pay attention to Jared Vanderbilt because he's an animal. But um, he and, and just Minnesota's um, defensive tenacity are a big reason. They're second in defensive turnover rate, and they actually score the most points off of turnovers per game. Um, also, Denver's rebounding rates just plummet when Jokic is on the off the floor, um, which we're anticipating he could be out tonight um minnesota's third in both offensive rebounding rate and second chance points per game so if no Jokic plays i expect them to be able to own denver on the glass and score a bunch of easy buckets again we are hoping for injury luck here hoping denver is uh sits Jokic tonight and plays him tomorrow against utah and we're hoping d'angelo russell and or patrick beverly can come back for Minnesota, so we'll take the Timberwolves four and a half. But even if uh, we get bad injury luck, they could still cover this number because Timberwolves are playing really well. And um, I think the Nuggets' recent winning streak is a bit of fool's gold. Um, they did beat the Milwaukee Bucks, but um, they have a bunch of weak opponents and uh, ATS losses 
in their uh, recent winning stretch. So let's go with the Raptors laying um, three and a half uh, at home against the Miami Heat. And we're going to take the Minnesota Timberwolves laying uh, four and a half at home against the Denver Nuggets. Those are your two best bets. That's your Bet Slipping NBA podcast. Best of luck. Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.